Okay, welcome to anybody who's watching this. Um, over the last four years or so, the prop tech sector has started to shake out and a number of us actually talk to each other. Um, so um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Ed Mead. I'm the co-founder and a director at Viewer, the outsource viewing and inspection service. And I'm today I'm talking to... My name's Ishmael Herrera-Lee. I am the CEO and founder of Prospect Engine, and we are a lead management and prospecting service for estate agents. Okay, I suppose the clue in that is in the name, Prospect Engine. Um, and I know uh, both of our businesses have been around three and a half, four years. They've matured. You were giving me um, a figure, I think you said 5.3 billion. Is that right? Of property? Yes, yes. Since, uh, since inception in, in March 2017, we've had a direct hand in listing uh, over 5.3 billion pounds of the property to the market for our network partners. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, and at Viewer, we've just done 110,000 valuation. And this is where we are, middle of July 2020. So, um, yeah, so both businesses have been around a little bit. So just try and tell people who are listening to this or watching this, uh, Ish, what um, Prospect Engine does in a, in a paragraph or so. Yeah, so we're, we're a white-labeled, outsourced uh, prospecting firm. Uh, we work predominantly through agent CRMs, targeting historic data, so previous appraisals, landlords, listings, withdrawn stock, applicants with properties to sell on the market, not on the market, selling privately. And we also lead manage, so we, we will handle any type of lead source, giving immediacy of response within five minutes by personal telephone call, um, along with other mediums of communication. So we have a text messaging nurture sequence and a, an email nurture sequence. And then it goes into a really robust call plan to make sure that they're getting volume of calls, ultimately improving um, conversion rates of new new leads and new inquiries by up to up to 100% from, uh, from a business's own retained staff. And it might sound like a daft question, but are the people you've got at the ends of the phone, do they know what they're talking about? These are not people sitting in the so Philippines. Yes. Again, we did some, I did some analysis just the other day, and, and one of our agents actually helped list over £600 million of the property to the market last year alone. Uh, I'm sure if you put them in a, a, a league table of the top performing agents in the country, they'd probably, they'd probably uh, be, be up there in the, in the top sort of 1-2%. Um, most of, well, in fact, all of my agents are, are ex-agents um, coming from a property or, or property finance background. Okay. Well, I mean, 65% of our viewers are ex-property, so it's a similar thing. Obviously, one it, it, it's, it's really helpful to have that as a background. How have you found the, the sort of the market uh, post-lockdown, Ed? Well, interestingly, I think a lot of people have tried to do a lot with, with who they've got. So they've thought, right, let's be really, really busy. And the last thing they thought about, actually, to start with, um, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, whenever we made May the 13th, I think we came out of lockdown, to right. start they didn't really think about using any outsourced servicing, whereas suddenly we're beginning to see our volumes go through the roof because people are just thinking, hang on a minute, we're so overwhelmed. I mean, it's interesting that, that both our processes are sort of at either end. Well, not either end. I mean, we were discussing before we started recording this how, of course, most um, estate agents tend to employ people who are having to do lots of different jobs. One of them is prospecting for, for leads. Um, another is doing viewings, another is trying to sell financial services. You know, a lot is expected of, of an estate agent these days. And the trouble is they haven't got time to do it all. So um, from your perspective, you're obviously at the beginning of the process and we're at the just before agreeing a sales stage. Um, 
Is that how you see it? Do you see that people are being asked to do too much? How, what would you say to that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the, it's the hot topic at the, at the moment is outsourcing. You know, if I was setting up a business in today's market against, let's say, 10 years ago, um, initially I would be looking at what tech I can employ within the business and then what elements I could outsource. And then I'd be looking at the staff to complement those um, those uh, tech platforms and, and outsource services, you know, ten years ago would be in the complete reverse. I would be looking at what staff members I need, uh, and then what tech and what outsourcing would complement those. Um, so we we've, we've been inundated with requests for for our assistance. We don't just do the the lead management and the prospecting. So we are in essence of full-end client services team so we can do a call overflow management or, or actually front of house call management uh, because we're working directly through the agency rms it's unlike other um other uh, answering services because we actually action the vast majority of the inquiries or, or requests that come through uh, that come through the phone line and we also partner with wonderful firms like yourself and like uh, ASAP for sale progression. So um, it's almost like a, a, a quick plug-in to relieve uh, the, the strains and the stresses of an extremely busy office and making sure that that customer experience and customer journeys, you know, bang on point. Yeah, I mean, both of us are members of this thing called the Innovation Collaboration Group, which has lots of people who provide these services. Um, and I'm I'm fascinated by the idea that there are so many jobs that estate agents being asked to do. The, the problem, of course, is that estate agency, traditional estate agencies, has always had that fixed cost as part of its setup. So they employ people, and then when they get busy, they think, oh, I need another person. When actually, perhaps, exactly what you just said, Ish, uh, maybe people should be putting the tech at the center of what they do, and then thinking, who do we need to service that? Because we all know that having, um, having lots of leads is great, and they obviously need to be triaged, um, qualified, worked out who's good, who's bad, who to keep in touch with, whatever. But actually, you still need that human to go and sit on the sofa and try and win the instruction. So that's probably that bit. I'm just wondering which other bit, I suppose, once they've been to see something, they probably need, you need to ring and try and get the offer out of them. Is, is that client service is part of what you do as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's although prospecting sort of sounds like quite an easy gig, uh, it, it, there's a lot more to it. It's, it's all about systemizing and procedurizing what you're doing, building really robust engagement plans. Um, and it's about continuity of contact, you know, not just one hour a day. It is, you know, let's say you get a lead in at 10 in the morning. That call should be made within the first five to 10 minutes because you, you're, you're, um, Conversion rate will increase by about 30% by calling it within those first five, 10 minutes rather than leaving it, let's say, an hour. And I know good estate agents will get in touch with these leads within the hour, but they may only make one or two calls. On our average is between four and five calls to get in touch with any new leads, no matter what the lead source. I mean, I know that's pretty general. Um, so a lot of agents are sort of cutting it short by about two or three calls and you know we just we just booked an evaluation and got a listing uh, that was nurtured over two and a half years with 20 calls um or 19 calls it was actually um to eventually get that that, that appointment 
uh, or that, that leader praised and, and listed. So it's a, it's a long-term strategy. Um, and we do things like miss next call follow-ups so we can run a report on a daily basis to see any calls that were due to be made by valuers that weren't made. We can then make those on their behalf and rebuild any bridges that may have been burned by by not making the call on the day that was promised. So there's, there's a, there's, we're, it's really bespoke actually. You know, we can do MA follow-up calls within 24 hours uh, of, of any appraisals being carried out to find out how the appraisal was was carried out by the valuer and you know it gives us an opportunity to to objection handle and try well, one and of the issues that we get asked more than anything else is is about um is about brand how we represent brands so when we go out and show properties you know we do, we, we don't have any issues with brand because we're reliable local door openers for people yeah. how do you get around the issue of brand is, is it a question you get asked and how do you deal with it yeah, I mean, look, we do a deep dive into the business before we actually start our prospecting or lead management service. You know, I don't want to sound too blasé about this, but the process is very similar no matter which agency you're working with. The services, the fee structure, you know, the, the position in the market is slightly different. But, the, 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 you know, the essence of the call uh, is, is very, very similar. Uh, that could be for an online agent, a hybrid agent, franchise, corporate model, you know, um, local high street. It, the, the, the pitch is very, very similar. And I think, and, and you, you, again, your negs will probably be trained up to a certain level with regards to, um, with regards to sales training and making sure that they, you know, that they, they um, work well with, with, the, with the clients. Um, it's all about building rapport. You know, I do a lot of mystery shopping with agents and um, the feeling I get is, is a lot of the conversations are pretty sterile. They can be a bit robotic where, you know, what we really push is that r rapport building, that long-term relationship building. And, you know, if I hear laughter on the phone, I know the guys are doing a good job because they're communicating with people on the right level. You know, people buy from people in today's market. The pushy salesman of yesteryear just, just doesn't ring true. I know, but it is a difficult thing to get over to agents, isn't it? Because I am consistently surprised. One of the first things we did um, was do a deep dive into the consciousness of, of buyers. And we, when, we, when we launched within our first year, we did a huge survey. Well, I say a huge survey. At the time, it seemed big to us, 250 buyers. And I'd love it to have been 2,500. And we asked them what they wanted from their estate agent. When they, and these are buyers. So these are not people who are thinking of selling, who obviously have a completely yeah. different set of expectations. And an amazing 87% of them just said they just wanted to get in when they wanted to get in to see a property. And what was equally embarrassing was that a very similar number said that they didn't, they actually would rather not be shown by an estate agent. Now, really? I mean, wow. well, simply because I think salespeople these days have become, I, I, you know, some, some are very good at what they do, as you say, and they build rapport because we all know that having a good relationship with a buyer means that if they've got something to sell, they're likely to give you it to sell. But, but these days you can do a lot of that rapport building on the phone, exactly as you were just describing. Um, what we find is people are much more impressed with ringing up and saying, I want to go and see it on Sunday. And the agent saying, yeah, that's fine. When do you want to go? Because normally in my day, certainly, and I've been, you, you I think have been in property for 16 years. I've been in it for over 40 years. And I can tell you back in the 70s. <laughs> well, back in the late 70s, if someone, or the early 80s, if someone rang you up and said, can I see a property on a Sunday? You said, no, but you can see it on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon at three. And they would yeah. do that. These days, people have a completely different set of expectations. Um, and I think that agents can make themselves much more um, consumer-facing, you know, service-centric. They can be really much better. And frankly, the idea that they can get their prospecting done, produce the leads, 
um, the agent can go in, win those leads when they finally say, yes, I want a market appraisal. Yes, I'm moving. And frankly, these days, given that it takes 15 years for people to move sometimes, that's a lot. That, that's where your 19 calls come from. And equally, from our point of view, we worked out recently, it's on our blog, that the cost of a viewing that an estate agent does these days is actually over £30. That's what it costs. Wow. That's their fixed cost. And that's all year round, whether they want to do it or whether they're doing it or not. So just what are your costs, Ed? Well, they vary between, you know, we'll do we'll do a one-off viewing for £19.99, but we can do timed viewing slots in a 40 in a one hour open house, 40 quid. So there's that's 10 quid per slot. Really reasonable, really reasonable. Well, I, I mean, you know, pe the, the trouble is I always think people need to look at value, not cost. If people worry about the, the cost, you know, we, the worst thing we get is when someone, to, well, I, I know it's not irritating, but it's frustrating when someone turns around to me and says, um, oh, we can get a school leaver for 10 pounds an hour. Why do we want to pay you 20 quid to go and do a viewing? But that's not the point. You know, you've got to manage someone. Um, we used to have at Douglas and Gordon, the reason I started Viewba was that we had 18 viewing staff for our weekends. They only worked Saturday. There was only one of them. Their diary was full by Tuesday and there was a regular turnover of them. So I said, when I was walking around a field near here with my wife, she said, come on, there must be a problem in your business that needs solving. And I said, well, we have real problems with getting viewings done at weekends. I know we're losing a lot of business. I wish I had a service I could dip into and out of when I needed it. And that's exactly what it is. If people looked at it that simply, I think life would be a lot easier. Um, yeah, I, think, I think a lot of businesses do look initially for a, a solely on an ROI perspective. You know, uh, I think you have to look at the customer experience, the customer journey um, and the, the value added by services like yours and mine. Um, it's not just a, a, a solely a, a financial um, uh, uh, cost or, 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 or uh, issue. It's, it's about the whole customer journey and what the modern day consumer wants, which That's is such a now, good point. yesterday, um, you know, you, I had a conversation with an agent I'll, who will, will, will remain nameless, who said to me, we will not do Saturday appointments because anyone who wants to have a valuation carried out on a Saturday is not a motivated seller because if they were motivated, they would take a day off through the week to fit in with our team. And, you know, it is just an archaic way of thinking. You know, another, another agent, um, again, who will remain nameless, said to me, um, I don't want my leads called within 10 minutes because we, 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 we will seem desperate. And I said, you know, that's a complete wrong way to, to look at it. You know, you, if we hear the word persistence or proactive, you know, that's a real positive. It's what the modern day consumer wants, you know, to, to, to be seen as being desperate because you have a brand that, that may be perceived as the Rolex of the brand in that area. You know, in, in reality, the modern day consumer doesn't really care too much about how long you've been running for. It's all about whether they like you, whether the service that you give is on point and whether you do what you say you're going to do. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people in the market um, who are more my vintage, um, they, they're quite happy with the old state of play. My kids are going to be 27 shortly. And by the way, I gather you're about to have twins. So good luck with that one, mate. I can see you having <laughs> twins myself. Um, I think that the, um, when my kids are lucky enough to start thinking about renting themselves or buying or whatever it is, they are not going to want to go and talk to someone. They're going to want it to be done on when they want to do it. They're going to want to do it online. They're going to want to use different communication methods. And this whole COVID thing has given people such a good opportunity to try and change that. Look, I'm well aware people will have a short, a relatively short attention span-ish. And I think you've given a great overview. I mean, I've learned something. I hope people have learned a little bit more about Viewer if they're, if they're logging in to sort of find out about either of these 
services. And they're just two of the services that are available on the ICG website, icgapproved.co.uk. But also, viewba.co.uk, where do they go to for Prospect Engine? Prospectengine.co.uk. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Cool. Okay. Well, look, um, and if anybody's got any questions, you know, please do get in touch with either, either of us. Um, we're still, I would imagine you are heavily involved day to day, as am I. Um, you're a lot younger than I am, so you can probably devote more energy to it. I find it absolutely exhausting, but I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm sure my hair will go grey after the twins are born, my friend. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, listen, Ish, thanks for your time. Uh, I hope you learned something from me. And, you know, people get in touch, um, see what you want to learn. Wonderful. Thanks for your time, Ed. Thanks a lot, Ish.